Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. My question to you is, do you believe that a seven-figure business owner isn't serious about the legal pieces of her business. Mm -hmm. And we would all say, absolutely not. (laughs) A seven-figure business owner is very astute in knowing what her legal implications are. And so become her now. Become yeah. her now. You don't wait. You, you, You are going to really cripple your progress by not doing it. And so it's so much easier. I can tell I could do a whole podcast episode on the absolute awful horror stories oh. of people that just don't know or didn't realize. And so, and especially for those of us that are creative and we're creating content to not understand how to own your content and to make sure that you own it. That's, that's the crux of your business. It's, it's almost like operating a brick and mortar store and leaving every night and not having an alarm system or, cl- or locking it up. Of course yeah. you would. You wouldn't do that. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, episode 250. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, and I am your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you are a business owner who is striving to build a business and a life that you dream of on your own terms and doing something that you love, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I will share with you business, marketing, and mindset tools and strategies that I have used to start and grow my own dream business, as well as the dream businesses of hundreds of business owners from around the world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Do you know what? I get on every week and I record these and I just say the numbers, but 250 episodes. Wow, that is loads. That is so many. That is so much content. It's crazy. It blows me away how these numbers just creep up. And if I was smart, I would work out how many years that has been. But I'm not sure I want to because that's that's a lot, a lot, a lot. Anyway, this week I have an interview for you, which is really, really cool. So I have the lovely Nakia Gray on. And 
We're talking all things legal now. I know if you're anything like me, that stuff scares me. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I do not find that stuff, like, enjoyable or easy or fun. The same with the finance stuff. These two areas for me are like, oof, I really have to focus and really have to remind myself to to do these things. But the way she talks about it and some of the stuff she says is so, so helpful. And it's really, really important as small business owners that we have some kind of cover in some way or other. And one thing that was great to talk about is the fact of like the template thing. And I know, you know, I've heard people say, you know, you're not allowed to use, or not, not allowed, or you shouldn't use templates. You shouldn't just Google a privacy policy and use that. But you know what? Not everyone can afford to bring a lawyer in. So I talked to her about it and I said, you know, is that okay? What do you think? So, so yeah, that's really helpful. We talked around that. We talked about things around intellectual property. Also, we talked about why you should never say you've got lifetime value of something, which is really interesting because that's definitely a mistake I've made in the past years ago, but I've definitely said you've got lifetime access to something. And she talked about why you shouldn't say that. Um, because basically it's not true, is it? Because whose lifetime are you talking about? Yours or mine? Or what is a lifetime? Does that mean that I need you to still be serving me? I saw someone do lifetime access for a membership the other day, which I think is fascinating because courses, I can understand why people would say that. Like even ones, so I had a course of Jasmine Stars that was a really old course. And she actually said, I'm shutting this course down, but you've got so long to download all the stuff. So technically, yeah, I I have had access to that course for, you know, as long as I need it for a lifetime, if you like. So courses I get, but memberships I don't. Like, what if that person decided they don't want to do that membership anymore? What if, I don't know, it just that just didn't sit right with me. Anyway, I didn't mean to go on a little rant about that. But yeah, we talk about that and we talk about lots of other good things. So let me tell you who Nakia is. So Nakia is an intellectual... Oh God, I knew this is going to happen. I hate reading out and I can't speak when I read. Uh, She is an intellectual property attorney and business strategist who helps entrepreneurs build profitable and protected brands. Armed with her creative legal mind, savvy marketing skills and extensive education with over 20 years experience, FYI, she does not look old enough. She operates Grey Legal PC, a modern and innovative law firm uniquely designed for digital entrepreneurship, which I think is really interesting because I know there's professionals that I deal with who don't understand the digital online world. So I think the fact that she does really, really helps. Uh, She has clients, but she also has a membership called LockedAndLawyered.co, a premier online destination for entrepreneurs to make sure their business is legal, legit and overflowing with money. I think we'd all have a bit of that. So, okay, this is Nikia. She's wonderful. I think you're really going to like her. So over to her. Okay, it's my pleasure today to welcome to the podcast, Nikia Gray. Nikia, how are you doing? I am doing lovely, thank you. Good, good, really good. I'm really excited to have you on. I I did a request a while ago in a group we're in for people who talk about different subjects that and not subjects I ever talk about because they are definitely not my zone of genius. So I am really, really glad to have you on. So we always get started the same way by you telling my audience what you do and how you got to do what you're doing. Sure. So I am a business and intellectual property strategist, and I help entrepreneurs with protecting their brand and also creating, protecting, and monetizing their intellectual property. So that is my zone of genius. 
and I have been doing this. I actually am going into my seventh year uh, in this practice. I've been practicing law for 16 years. I was a litigator before wow. this. Yeah, but I kind of moved into, I, I took Marie Forleo's B school in 2014. And that was like, okay, I want to be in the online space. Yeah, yeah. Um, and definitely kind of made a shift at that time for personal reasons and some professional reasons. And so I've been at this for a while, but just, you know, in, in a different fat, lawyering in a different way, but but still being a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. So explain to me what you did before this. You did say, but I, I wasn't sure I know what that means. So I was, I used to go to court. I was a divorce lawyer. Okay. Oh God, I can only imagine. <laughs> yes. As and a divorced so, woman with a husband who was is also divorced. Yeah. One was easy. Mine was very easy. Like, just give me the paper, I'll sign, see you later, bye. Uh, his, oh, like, yeah. yeah. I can only imagine. Oh what yeah. That job must I like. did. I was I had a heavy caseload. So I was doing about 50 contested divorce cases a year with custody issues, property, oh. businesses, like knock down, drag out fights. Oh, and no. so it just got to be, I mean, you've been through it and, and I understand with yours being easy, but for some people it's the worst. I was meeting people at the worst time in their lives. Yeah. And they were going through so much. They were, I was really the only person that they felt comfortable sharing all the stuff that was going on. So people were dumping a lot of their trauma on me. And that yeah. just, after a while, it just literally sucked the life out of me. Seriously. Like it was just, it was just too much. It was too I much. I can only imagine mm -hmm. like the negativity, the <sighs> heartache, the because it's it, there's so much to it, you know. There's and and you see the worst of people. I'm sure, oh, like it's, where they're behaving really badly, especially when there's children involved. Yeah, I I can only imagine that. Although it must have been very rewarding in lots of senses to come home every day with all that hip, like weight on your shoulders, must have been so much. Yeah, it was, and it was also just it was. It began to be really difficult for me to leave it at work. You know what I mean? Mm. Like. My husband's phone rings late at night and it's like, who's that? What's going on? What are you hiding? You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you're listening to people oh and goodness. they, you know, it just, it was just so much. And then even my, my kids at the time, my youngest was, uh, was heading into middle school and he said, you know, he hated that I did this. He's, and he said, mom, you know, I hate divorce because his friend, you know, I was looking at it from the adults, right? Like all mm. the people that I was representing, but in his little world, he was seeing the effects of it on the kids and how bad kids felt and how they were now not able to come to his birthday party because it was on dad's weekend or, yeah. you know, to be, so as a, as a middle schooler, he had this this conception that, you know, this perception that divorce is just ugly. It's bad. It rips families apart. It makes my friends sad. So why do you do this mom? And so yeah. that really was eye opening for me. Like, my goodness, I'm tearing families apart every day. That can't be God's purpose for my life. No, no. So had you had any experience with the online world? Had you seen it? Had you, what kind of then made you even discover, you know, B school and that sort of stuff? Yeah. So I went back. So my undergraduate degree is in marketing and even law was a second career for me. I was in the fashion industry first, right out of law school, an undergraduate degree in marketing. Can I just fashion. say, Nikki, you do not look old enough 
to have had all these careers and the children and everything else. Like you were sat there looking very you young are and fresh You my new best friend. You <laughs> are my new best friend. <laughs> yeah. So my two kids, I have two seniors this year. My youngest is graduating from high school and my oldest is graduating from college this year. Get out of here. They yeah. are not. Oh, I need like some serious work done. <laughs> I've come on looking all dishevelled and now I feel really annoyed that like I didn't come on my A game. (laughs) So So despite how young and vibrant I look, (laughs) I am old and I went to college like before the internet. Like I went to, when I went to college, there was no internet. Like it was, was, so all of that marketing experience started to feel a little outdated. And so Mm. I went back to school in 2011. I went to American University. They had a master, a weekend master's program on branding and strategic communication and online Mm. presence and blogging. And so that was where I kind of, I went, and that was the first time in my life that I went to school for me. Like, Mm. I really want to be better. Like I was starting to feel outdated. And I learned about people that had these online businesses. And I'm like, these people are living a great life. Like what? Where this is been? amazing. Yeah. And I stumbled on Marie's, I've stumbled on Marie's B school. She does like a free video series. Yeah. And I enrolled in that and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do this. And so I did it. And I will tell you, uh, if full transparency at the time when I enrolled in B school, my plan was just to start an online business. I didn't know what it was going to be. I was just like, whatever they're doing, I need to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, and yeah. it was in B school, like being in the Facebook group and seeing all these people, like someone stole my ebook. I have a client that's not paying me. I have these, they were yeah. having all of these issues. And I had my Oprah aha moment. Like mm-hmm. I know what my online business is going to be. I need to be a lawyer for these people who need yeah. a lawyer and have no clue what they're doing about the yeah, legal yeah. issues surround uh, around their content and their trademarks. And mm-hmm. so that's how I just, so, and good. so all of my first client, like I built this practice in Marie Folio's beauty school. And then I enrolled in other online courses and it just took off from there. So, so good. So how does your day look now? Like I can imagine how your day looked before. What kind of day do you have now? So now I've grown tremendous. I mean, just astronomical growth since I first started. Also, I forgot this little part. When I first started, my husband and I had agreed that I was going to come home, leave the law firm to homeschool. So okay. I was a homeschool mom. So I was part-time. So the online space really worked well for that. Yeah. So I only worked um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So when my daughter graduated and went to college in, in 2017, that's when I became, I really ramped up and was like full-time. And, and so now I have, a, a, I mean, I have an entirely virtual staff. I have people all over the world, attorneys, support staff, marketing, automation, you know, have all of these oh, things. Yeah. Yeah. And so my day looks a lot better <laughs> than it did back then. And so I really, you know, I, I spend Tuesdays and Thursdays doing new client consults and Wednesdays are dedicated to current clients. I run a membership now uh, that is really beneficial for people because for a lot of business owners, a lot of my clientele, I should say, they don't necessarily need like a full-time expensive lawyer all the time. Yeah, totally get that. They just need 
to like reach out and touch me if they need to. Mm-hmm. And so that really, so I am busy creating content for them. I have tons of contract templates and things that I'm constantly adding to their, that they can use. Like I, we just recently had someone who had a client, I'm sure you could may have ever may have had to deal with this that isn't paying. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, how do we address this? What do we say? And so she was able to say to me, tell me what to say. And so I wrote that out for her. Like, this is how mm-hmm. we demand payment. And you want to, I really want to empower my clients to enforce these contracts that you have. Like mm-hmm. you've, you've invested in having this solid client contract, but you really have to say, well, they have to do what you say that we're yeah. going to do here. And if you don't, I'm going to point you to the paragraph that says I'm go- may have to terminate our relationship. And that's not always an easy conversation for people to have. And so I spend my days, you know, responding to those kinds of things. Or someone says, oh, I have found this really cool co-working space and they've given me a contract. What does it say? Can I sign this? You know, and so they can just send that to me. I love that because every day brings something new. It brings something different. It's fresh, which is exciting for me. So that's kind of, you know, for the most part, what I spend on my day doing. And then of course, team meetings. I have my own staff that I have to meet with and strategize with and plan launches and and all of those things. So good. I love all that. And actually, I love the idea of a membership. It's funny when, because obviously I have a membership, I have helped people launch memberships. I have a lot to do in the membership space. And And I have met the most unique memberships that you think, what, is that really a thing? But actually for you, because I have had lots of thoughts about I need to tighten up on this side of it. But there's two things that I don't like dealing with and legal and finance are the two. Like they're not for me, but they're really important. So like the thought of having, because the other thing is that what scares me is, and this was actually one of my, my questions was, you know, what's the difference between picking a template up and is that okay? Because there are people out there who can't afford that at this point. You know, they're just getting going. They're not really got any clients or not got many clients. So is having a template better than having nothing? But then is having, you know, when do you decide that you have to flip to paying someone to do it personally for you? I am so glad that you that you brought that up because definitely a template is better than nothing. However, a template that's not done properly or that you aren't executing correctly can be very detrimental. And so I recommend that even with the template, so that's why in my membership, although people have access to all of my you know, hundreds of templates, we also include document review. So you get up to 10 pages a month after you, after you customize your template, send it to us to say, did I do this right? Is this, you know? And so I'll tell you a really crazy story. One of my clients was doing a a video shoot, a brand shoot, and the videographer had sent her a contract. And my client who's in the membership sent it to say, Hey, is this okay? Can I sign it? And there was a clause in there that said that after the video was completed, that the videographer would own the copyright and all rights to the work. Certainly that's not what the videographer meant. They didn't mean that. They didn't intentionally say that. And so when I gave my client the language, I said, copy this, paste this, send it to them. And they were like, oh my God, I just got that off Google. I had no idea that's what it said. (laughs) That is brilliant. True story. So they just, you know, so not everyone is like, you know, and and that was great that my client had me to, to not 
to talk her on yeah. the ledge and say, don't get upset and just say, how dare you think I'm going to pay you $3,000 for a video and you're going to own it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the videographer clearly just got the, got a template and had no, and maybe in for some videographers, like some famous person, you know, if, if Beyonce is your videographer, maybe she does want to own it. But, you know, mm -hmm. for most people, they don't want to own it. They just want to be paid for it and they'll give it to you. Yeah. And so that's a great example of why not having a template and then sending it to people to say, because the way that I draft a contract for the videographer versus the recipient of those services may be a little different, right? Mm. There are things that are different to each of you. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. I think so many people do just go, oh yeah, that'll do. And then they're not reading it. And then it's only when they get someone astute that is then going, hang on a minute, what does this mean? Um, right. But I think like in your experience, what are the things kind of really getting started that people need to think about? Because I I know, obviously, I train and, and I have a membership full of, you know, business owners and people who are just getting started out and entrepreneurs. And and I know that is not the top of their list when they first get started. Absolutely. And how do we explain or give us understanding of why it should be and what we need to look at? You know, I have started uh, really incorporating in my messaging, what is your end goal? Like, what is it that you really want? And so for most people, when you ask them, they want a six-figure business. They want a seven-figure business. And so when, you, when that's your response, when I ask you, then my question to you is, do you believe that a seven-figure business owner yeah. isn't serious about the legal pieces of her business? And we would all say, absolutely not. <laughs> a seven-figure business owner is very astute in knowing mm -hmm. what her legal implications are. And so become her now. Become yeah. her now. You don't wait. You, you, you are going to really cripple your progress by not doing it. And so it's so much easier. I can tell, I could do a whole podcast episode on the absolute awful horror stories oh. of people that just don't know or didn't realize. And so, and especially for those of us that are creative and we're creating content to not understand how to own your content and to make sure that you own it. That's, that's the crux of your business. It's, it's almost like operating a brick and mortar store and leaving every night and not having an alarm system or, or locking it up. Of course yeah. you would, you wouldn't do that. So your online business, it is the, the assets that really make it what it is, are your creations. It's your blog posts, it's your videos, it's your podcasts, it's your workbooks, it's your membership. Mm. All of those things need to be protected. And it's really and your reputation and your reputation. Yeah. Reputation. And it's really interesting in the fact of like, one of the things that people would say, and I guess I have said is like, you know, there's no original content, like things are very similar, aren't they? So if someone is teaching how to do Facebook ads, there's only going to be so much of a way to do Facebook ads. So, so I guess that's why people might think, oh, I don't need to do that. But just explain, and if you can use that example, that'd be brilliant. Like why, if let's say you're doing a Facebook ads course, why you should go to the effort of doing that. And, and how does it look like protecting it? As in, is it like if anybody takes any element of that, if they use your terminology, yeah. if, you know, because I've had it many, many times where I've said something on stage at an event and then the people who run the event suddenly go, oh, we now say this. And I'm like, yeah, no, you didn't. I said it, but you know, whatever. So yeah, what's yeah. your thoughts around that? Yeah. And 
Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, not everything is protectable or yours, right? Mm. But certainly the name of your course, right? So, and that's that's your brand. So when, when we say protecting your brand, that's what we're saying. You've come up with this awesome Facebook ads course and it's, you know, Facebook ads from A to Z. I don't know. I'm just making that up. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to make sure that every time any person sees Facebook ads from A to Z, that it is mine that they know that they are purchasing Nikia's Facebook ads course and my that includes my signature five-step framework that I'm going to take you to millions with your Facebook ads or whatever my brand promise yeah, is. Yeah. And so where that can be very confusing is if, and if you don't trademark it, and actually the first step to trademarking is to even a clearance to make sure that Facebook ads from A to Z isn't already in use that someone else has, right? That I'm not infringing on someone else's rights. So when we say protect your brand, that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, within your Facebook ads course, you've got some videos, you've got some workbooks, you've got tutorials, you might have some graphics. And so what we don't want is someone, is Jane, to sign up to take your course, download everything, and then put it on for sale on her website. Yeah, that's just that's not right. Yeah, yeah. And while we can't, there are bad people that are going to do that. We want to make it more difficult for them to do that. We want to be able to to go to Teachable and say my copyrighted content is on someone else's page. Take it down. Yeah, yeah, that's and you you don't have the power to do that when you don't have proof that you were the original owner, because then Jane says, well, this is mine. I created it. You know, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that's what we mean when we say protecting. Another piece that I am really big about, and this has come up a lot, like you know, this cancel culture is just really bad. Uh, and yeah. so, someone takes your course, they have a bad experience, they don't get the promise that they think that they you made to them. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to have you should have in your terms and conditions every person that has a membership, a course or anything, there needs to be terms and conditions. That's the contract between you and your student or your member that says, here's what you're responsible for. Here's what I'm responsible for. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do. And one of the things you can't do is go blasting me on social media saying that I'm horrible and I didn't do what I said that I was going to do because my reputation, my social proof is, is my Mm -hmm. business's currency. My ability to, to, to operate comes from the success that I give to people. And so it's come up a lot lately where people just run to Facebook or run online to say, don't trust her. She's a crook. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You can't do that. You cannot. Yeah. And that's, and I have, I've seen that happen and I've seen it happen and then get taken down and obviously they had a they called me yeah (laughs) cease and desist letter that's it yeah (laughs) they're in my membership and they go in and they download the cease and desist letter and they fire it off that's exactly what happens yeah 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 and but my only concern with that is what if they are terrible if they are terrible so okay if if you agreed to the terms and conditions that yeah. say you can't badmouth them. If, if you feel that it's important for you, your voice to be heard, if you have a bad experience, don't take their course. Yeah. Don't take their course. J- yeah, just say, okay, knew? well. What if you didn't know and you took their course? It's a real tough one though, isn't it? Because like, yeah, you know, things like if you're going to get someone to do some work on your house, you look at reviews or you look at yeah. like, you know, if I'm going to buy something, I'll check the reviews and stuff. And obviously you're always going to get people who are just idiots who like want to say something mean for the sake of saying something mean but 
it is interesting, isn't it? Because I think sometimes, and some of these courses are a lot of money, like a huge amount of money. And it's, it's just interesting that, you know, like you said, none of us read the terms and conditions. We just go, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, and here's the, here's the other part of it. So the terms and conditions don't just say you can't badmouth me. Mm -hmm. It says you can't badmouth me without us trying to work it out. As a business owner, there's no amount of money, even for my highest ticket program, that I'm not willing to just give you your money back to go away. I don't want you, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. give me that opportunity before you say I'm terrible. Because just because it didn't work for you doesn't mean it doesn't work. Doesn't mean it doesn't work. And Mm -hmm. so that's the part that's in the terms and conditions that say, come, you know, we will make a good faith effort to make any come to a resolution. Mm. And, and I've had that a lot of times, especially in the coaching space, you know, there is a contract template that I have. It's probably my top seller, which is a contract termination agreement. And that's where people, you know, people sign up for these six months or these 12 month masterminds. And it's a Mm. lot of money. And by like month three, and there's no refund, Paul, you know, everyone has no refund, no refund. Well, is that really what we want? No. If you're not engaged, if you're not really getting Mm. what you want, Let's agree to go our own separate ways. But I always tell my clients, you never do that without a contract. And part of that contract is we're going to keep this confidential. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give you back your money because I don't want you saying, all you got to do is complain and she'll give you your money back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. And so we want to keep this confidential. I will give you your money back. We will agree that I don't owe you anything further. You don't owe me anything further. Let's keep it professional. I started doing those a lot during the pandemic because a lot of people that were in the wedding industry, photography, they had to, even though their contract said no cancellations. Well, I mean, if there's, we're in a shutdown, you've got to be able to do that. There is no choice. wanted to have this document that will allow us to get out of it and make sure you're not going to go blabbing your mouth telling everybody mm. that I'm a softie and a pushover and I give everybody their money back, even though I said yeah. no refund. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. it's all about your reputation and your brand and what you really want to put out there. But for most of us that are doing, you know, heart-centered work, we don't want people in our programs that don't want to be there. No, of course we don't. And I think you mentioned something really interesting about the coaching. And I've got another example I'd like to share with you, but Obviously, when I coach, because I coach people, I have a high ticket, high touch item where, you know, you work one on one with me, but it requires you to do the work. So you won't achieve anything if you don't do the work. You know, if you're not putting the effort in, it's not going to happen. So someone could come through and go, well, didn't work. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it didn't work because you didn't work. Like, that's the thing. So it's not always as like a straight cut anyway. And in that case, I wouldn't refund and I don't refund. And I've never had to on that program, which is great. Right. Because I meet them and I check and I'm really honest with them about you've got to put the yeah. work in. I'm only going yeah. to advise you. This is how it's going to work. But like I said, they've, you know, they have to put the work. If they don't, then there's not much I can do about that, really. Right. But I had another one the other day, which was really interesting. So, you know how, especially on digital products, guarantees are a thing. OK, now I don't have a guarantee because I can't convincingly work one out yet. I'm still thinking I'm still working on it. But I don't have a guarantee as in a money back guarantee for anything. Now, I've I've read others and, and one that always springs to mind is Amy, uh, Amy Porterfield. She has a guarantee and a money back guarantee. And basically it says, if you can prove to me you've done all the work within right. a set amount of period, which to be fair, you're never going to get all the work in that set amount of period. But it gives you that kind of confidence that, you know, you'll get your money back, but you've got to prove you've done the work. 
Now, what happens, I had one of my 90-day program people talk to me about a guarantee for a Facebook ads course, and they can't guarantee results because they're not in charge of Facebook ads. They can guarantee to give you the knowledge and right. to set up an ad, but they can't actually say you're going to get X amount. The same with, I have a build my list course where I teach you how to build your list within three weeks and you start building your list. But again, I can't guarantee that you will get your first 100 subscribers because right. that's out of my control. There's so many factors that are just without and not within your control. Yeah. So how do you, what are your thoughts on like the money back guarantee situation and how would you play it? So my personal I just don't do it. I, I just yeah. am not, I'm just a, a woman of my word. And I just believe that it's, I understand that, that some marketers say that we should do that to give people confidence, but you know, and, and, and I may be missing out on some sales by not having that. I'm just not going to make a, a guarantee. I, I believe yeah. in it. I know that it works. I've had success and I've seen success in it. And if it's not for you or you need a guarantee in order to purchase, then you're not my folks. I mean, that's yeah. just kind of how I feel about it. And I have had so many issues with people when they do the guarantee and there's always someone that says, well, I didn't get anything out of it. Well, yeah. and so I am, I am just a very transparent person in, in selling and in everything. And so all over my sales page in my FAQs and the email sequence, I want to say, be really sure before you do this, because I don't do refunds. Yeah. And I think you're it, right. You know, for me, for one, some of my products, so my, mem uh, my membership, my club now has three levels and it's like, so you can pay monthly. And if you come in for the month and you don't like it, then you can still yeah. pay for that month. You just cancel and you don't pay again. Yeah. You know, yeah. whereas like I said, I, I just, the area is so gray that I just, and the whole point of like, well, show me this. And, do, and ultimately, you know, like you said, if it, if it gets to a point where they're becoming really destructive about it, and if they are in a group setting, then, you know, you don't want it there anyway, do you? Yeah, you don't. And so, and so I would deal with that on a case by case private basis, but I am yeah. not putting a guarantee on my on my yeah. sales page or on anything. And I don't have time to babysit you and check your work. Yeah. You're a business owner. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I just think that that's just, and I know that for, you know, I mean, I'm sure Amy Porterfield would probably say no one ever does it. And maybe to her, they don't, but I know for, I know lots of people that do. And it's yeah. just, it's just an energy and time suck that I just don't even want in my space. So yeah. I'm not, I only want people who are, who really want to do this and who are going to come. And I have had people that, that didn't do the work, but they still say it's a great program. I just didn't do what I was supposed to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was brilliant, but I just didn't do it, which, you know, okay, well, that's fine. You know, you're not going to get the results. Fine. So that's exactly. fine. That's And that goes, I thought you were going to ask me about, because what goes in, in line with that is lifetime access. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. No more lifetime access. Whose lifetime? Yours, yeah. mine, my dog. I mean, that is the worst advice. Yeah. So if, if, if no one takes anything else from this episode, get rid of lifetime access. Yeah. And it's said a lot in our space. Oh, An yeah. awful oh, lot, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I bought, uh, and I don't mind sharing who it was, but I bought Social Curator when they did a lifetime access. But my decision to buy was based on how long would it be before, because I was already in Social Curator, how long would it be before that then, you know, kind of becomes worth it? So, and I right. worked out it'd need to be like, I think it was maybe a year and a half or something as to when that would pay for itself. 
And I was like, I'm going to stay anyway. I'm going to be paying for it anyway. I am happy to put that money in. But that obviously crosses your mind. And it's like, you know, are they doing it to sell it? Are they doing it to, you know, inject some money in to change it or do something? And again, like you said, you know, I adore my membership. It's one of my most favorite things I do. But it doesn't mean I'm going to have it forever and a forever day. Forever and ever. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I know people who have done join now on a forever basis and then they've closed it. Yeah. And it's like these people poor people. Do it all. I have bought so many things since 2014 when I came into the online space up until now. Marie Forleo is the only one who who's, is still doing B-School every single year. And I'm yeah. getting my, you know, I'm getting my lifetime access. But other people, y'all aren't even doing this program anymore. You aren't even a coach anymore. You yeah. aren't even. Do- and and so why didn't you tell me, not that that was why I purchased, but you just got to be careful about that. And I don't want people coming back to me saying in five years, I bought your copywriting course and I'm, mm. you know, it's not on the website anymore. Well, if you didn't indulge in that back then, too bad. Oh, so sad. Like, yeah. The, the lifetime access, the guarantee. And one more thing that I'm going to say that people need to get rid of, Facebook group. Okay. A Facebook group is a great component to add to many courses, but you don't own Facebook. And so, and I'll tell you the biggest example, you probably heard of this and why I started changing my advice to people was in 2020 when Marie Forleo decided to, and I'm saying her name a lot today, for for not on purpose, but yeah. she just is the great example in this space when she decided to close the, the group of, for B-School after there was a, there was a lot, I mean, you may have heard about, there was a huge uproar after the George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and Rachel Rogers was involved and there were there right. was a lot of turmoil. And so okay. Marie said, you know what? I'm getting rid of this Facebook group. Well, there were many people who said, well, I, on the sales page, it says that there was a Facebook community. I joined for that. Yeah. You owe me that. And so that is when my advice changed to people to say, I'd use a special language that we may have a community. It may be Facebook. It may not. And I re- that is it, that is not included. That's just gravy on top that I'm giving yeah. you. And that way you as the business owner can pull it back whenever you want to, Mm. because when you make it a part of your 999 or 997 course, then, and you, and you, and many of us do this, we have our value ladder and we say the Facebook community is worth $4,000. Yeah. 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 Well, give me my $4,000 when you decide that you're not going to have it. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah. Someone saying yeah, so, that to you. So, so stop saying that people mm. do not. It's great to have it. And I have it with my programs, but it is not a, a promise that I'm making you mm. as a condition to pur- purchasing my course or my yeah. program. It's something that think, we have, but it's not something that you are entitled to. And I think specifically courses is such a good point because Again, I know someone else has done this and they caused a lot of uproar. Whereas I have a Facebook group with my membership, but if A, something happens to my Facebook group, they're all my members and they're all within the membership and they're all on email and they're all in touch with me various different ways. So I could easily reach out to every single one of them or send them an email and go, right, we're moving over here or whatever. Yeah. Any content we do, if we go live or anything, all that gets downloaded immediately. So we've got access to that. But it's a Facebook group for a membership that I am running currently. At the point, 
I would decide to stop if I ever do, then the Facebook closes because the membership closes. So whereas the course thing, like you said, how long's a piece of string? Like how long forever are you going to do this? But because, so I've done a course where I've had a Facebook group alongside it, but it was a course for a specific amount of time and a week after the Facebook group archived. Because I'm just rubbishing them. Like I'm rubbishing my own. I couldn't have more than one because I would just be dreadful. (laughs) But yeah, that's such a good point. And like I said, I I have seen an example of that and people were really angry. People get very angry about these, about that. And that has come up a lot lately. So I've started Mm -hmm. advising my clients and and in my templates, it's, I have language that says, this is an option. It is not a guarantee. It is not something that you're entitled to. It is not a part of the 997 or 1997 or however much. Yeah. 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 So good. Mm. There's so much to think about, isn't there? And I think, you know, I genuinely think the membership idea for you is so good because when I think about my business, like there are some contracts I have in place for different things, but then we do an event and that is an entirely different thing. Like, you know, in terms of money back and what if something happens and what if, you know, it, it, it just, I think having these things in place, just make sure that you're, you're not putting yourself out there at risk. You're not at risk of having to, so it's a perfect example. We had, I had an event last year, my first VIP event. I hired an entire hotel. It was amazing. Really, really cool. The, the week before my daughter, who does a week with her dad and a week with me, her dad gets COVID and my daughter is meant to come back to me. And I had to say to her, you can't. Because if you come back to me and you give me COVID, I have to cancel the event. And I hadn't got anything in place. I would have had to have paid the hotel because they had a contract that was signed. Yeah, I would have had to pay back everybody that paid because I'd cancelled it. I might have been able to, well, no, I wouldn't have been able to move it because I'd have had to cancel it with the hotel, which meant I'd have been out of pocket, something like about 10 grand. Right. Like, and it would have been an absolute disaster. So as it was, and it was her birthday, she was devastated. I had to leave her. I was like, you can't come home. Left her with her dad. I then stayed in the house the entire week because I was like, I've just realized how vulnerable I am. Yes. And anyway, thank God, you know, touch wood, everything. It was fine. It went ahead. We were fine. All good. But it's stuff like that, that it's like that could have really caused some damage. yeah. Yeah. And speaking of events, you know, I'm enjoying giving you all these horror stories, but I, I'm <laughs> hopeful that they're going to help people when, when you think about this. But this is another thing that uh, that had come up recently in my membership that collaborate and do joint webinars and do joint things together. We really need a contract for that because it's not fair if we come together, we do a free webinar, then who owns it? And then one person decides to take that and put it put a price tag on it or put it in something that they're getting paid for. And the other person is left out to hang and that's not right. And those are things that we, we never talked about it because nobody thought to say, okay, who's going to own this? How are we going to do this? How long are, are we, you know, just work these things out. And, and I'm talking, I'm not talking about a 20 page contract. I'm talking about two pages to say, yeah. we're going to do this. We're doing this together. I can do this with it. You can do that with it or however that's going to go. And so Mm. lots of collaborations happening. And, you know, the biggest misconception that people have about legal is that that it's it's bad intent. And it's not. Most people have very good intentions. We just don't think things through what my intentions are or what my 
thought process is in terms of what we're doing may just be very different from yours. Mm. It doesn't make either of us wrong. It just means we should probably have a conversation about how we're approaching this because we're all creative. We're all business owners. And I'm thinking something completely different from you. So let's have a conversation and make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, and that's all it is. It's not that anybody's out to get you. It's 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 usually quite the opposite. Yeah, but also you know it's that protection. I remember I did some training for someone, and it was over so many days, and it was quite a lot of training, and they didn't pay me for it. I did it for free, which was fine because I was being put in front of their audience and all this kind of stuff. And then they sent me a message after it saying, "Oh, it went ahead so well. They loved it. We might run it again." And I was like what do you mean you might run it again? Like, hang on a minute. Well, I don't understand. Like, are you telling me you're going to take what I've taught and you're going to teach it? Cause no, like that's my stuff. And they were like, and then, so when I went back and quizzed them and questioned them and I was like, actually I need to, we need to talk about this. They kind of went back and went, oh yeah, no, don't worry. It's fine. And you know, it, if we could just like replay the stuff that you've got, cause there were replays, but it was me still teaching it. And it was within a membership but it was like, did you honestly think that was okay? That is not okay. Like, that's my stuff. So yeah, you honestly, it's just about, and some people would literally think they're not being malicious. They're not being anything. They're just exactly. Oh, I'll do that again. Yeah, I'll do it again. Like, you know, you would not even think that actually that took me a long time to come up with and the structure and everything. So yeah, absolutely. All the time. All the time. I love it. Nikki, you have been fabulous. And I love what you're saying. I'm rushing off this to go and look at your membership now because uh, whenever I do anything like this, I'm like, oh, oh no, I really need to sort these things out and it stays on my list forever and a day. And you're like, yeah, I do not want to be in that position where, oh no, now I'm in trouble because I didn't, you know, put these things in place. But thank you so, so much. Where do you hang out? Where do you want people to come say hi to you? Instagram is my place of choice. I'm Nakia Gray ESQ. So that's N-A-K-I-A-G-R-A-Y-E-S-Q on Instagram. And it's my favorite place. I'm getting into reels right now. I think I'm like a totally a comedian. I'm having so much fun there. So definitely Instagram. (laughs) I love it. What are your kids like when you're like, I'm doing reels? They are so annoyed. They're like, mom. You know, my son is, he picks me apart. He's like, your lip syncing wasn't exactly on cue on that one. You're like, yeah, thanks for that. Like, I am a little bit older than you, and this is yeah. very much out of my comfort zone. I am having a blast. Are you yeah. on Instagram? I love Instagram. That's my favorite. Now, I've done okay, a, I'm couple, follow a couple of reels. I'm not very, I, it's on, in fact, my team and I have a meeting next week. And we have a meeting every week, but a big one next week. And it's like, I've been sending all these things through for the agenda and Reels is back on it because it's like, oh, I really need to do this. But it's yeah. so fun. And, and at first I was very intimidated by it because I, I love video and I love that, but the Reels mm-hmm. just felt silly. Like, I don't want to be like yeah. singing and dancing and pointing, yeah, yeah. but there's so many other ways and it's just so funny. And it's well, been great for my audience to see me in that light because yeah. I actually am quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> This is the, I think I'm hilarious, but then like, hilarious. yeah, you do something that people are like, mm, not so much, but also because of the job you do, like we need human. I've got to make that funny. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? We need to be able to go, okay, you're not going to talk to me in a way that I have no idea and make me feel stupid and yeah. an idiot for not knowing these things or having them in place. So yeah, honestly, this has been a blast. I'm going to go check out the membership, go follow you on Instagram check out your reels, maybe get some inspiration. You never know. But Nikia, yes. thank you so very much thank for being a guest you. on the podcast. 
Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. There we go. That was the lovely Nakia. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. I did. There was lots of great good info and some really important things to think about in terms of how we run our businesses. So yeah, I really hope that that was useful. Okay, I'll be back next week with a solo episode talking all about values and how you can run your business in your values. And so you come from a more heart-centered, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Okay, I will see you next week. Have a fabulous week. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful.